Hello, you're very welcome to the Own O'Neill podcast. It's a series of chats with some people we might find interesting. My friend Adam Shapiro has all the recording gear and all the technology stuff. And uh, I sit down, we'd be chatting to, going around County Clare particularly, and chatting to people we might, we think are interesting, and hopefully you do. If you'd like to donate or contribute or support us in this mission, we'd be delighted. And uh, the PayPal account exists, and hopefully you see it somewhere. Welcome to uh, episode eight in my podcast series where I visit people generally, usually in their homes and uh, have a chat. And, and thank you everybody for the nice response to the previous in the series. This evening, and it's, uh, it is evening, it's a winter's evening, it's turned winter. Adam Shapiro is in his usual spot on the computer he stuck up a couple of microphones and we've both traveled and i came out um the lehinch road the ennis diamond lehinch road from ennis and i took a right turn about five miles or six miles out and i meandered a little bit and arrived at this really beautiful beautiful place it's a kind of a full moon out here tonight so it's a it's a night where you can see where you're going and um i'm in a an old cottage in uh, sometimes people have ideas about old cottages or romantic ideas. I'm not one of those people because I had, I've lived in an old cottage in different times and some of them aren't. This is absolutely beautiful. It's warm. It's, <laughs> it's, it's got everything you'd be looking for ever sitting in front of a, a stove. It's, a, it's lovely. We're having a great time. I'm at the home of Colleen Shanks. Hello, Colleen. Hello. Thanks for Hello, ag agreeing to, to, to have us impose on your evening. No problem. I'm glad to have company. We... we um, yeah, well, I, I think you should probably tell people who you are. You, I, we, we're, Adam and myself are very aware of you, and I'm a big fan, uh, <laughs> and that's a word I, I, I never use, and it's great to get a chance to use it because uh, I, I, I've, I know you a little bit. I've, we've met a few times. We've played maybe once or twice, 
but I'm aware of your music and it has a, had a big effect. That's why uh, I kind of asked, could I chat with you? Um, you're from the States. I am. I'm from Michigan. And you've ended up in this beautiful, beautiful home. Yes, I'm yeah, very lucky. Good journey, yeah. And you have a lovely dog. Tell yes. us about your dog. This is Felix. He's he's a, he's a, a ham. He loves attention. Yeah. So um, he's he's wandering around trying to get attention from That's everybody, well, and he'll eventually retreat off to to lay on the stairs and watch us because he'll did, get bored. With did you say he's a ham? It is. He's a greyhound. What, what, what's the? He's a, it's a ham a name and a, a, a type of a dog. No, no, a ham as in like he he loves. Uh, okay. He loves to be the center of attention. There's plenty of us like that. Where plenty of Felix. So yeah, he's a. He's that was um, that was beautiful, beautiful piece of music to to, to welcome everybody into this chat and uh, what was it? Uh, I think it's called Wallop the Spot. Beautiful, yeah. great, Sitting. great. I don't know where I heard it, um, but I must have heard it recently because it popped into my head. So, mm-hmm. so this is a nice place to live. Must suit you. Yeah, I really yeah. enjoy it. Yeah. I I like to I like to live out in the country. Um, plenty of places to walk, and spent all summer doing the garden, growing vegetables, and learning what 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 uh, does and doesn't grow here because the climate's quite different from Michigan. So, do you think people look for too much of life? That's something I've maybe sometimes. I mean, I, I, like you've seen, yeah. you see when you talk about those your day that it's good enough for you. You're happy enough with that. Yeah, I mean, for for me, it's kind of um, there are ways to keep busy that are actually productive. Um, you know, music being one of them because it brings you personal enjoyment as well as mm. you know entertains others. But like the thing with the garden for me is that it's never quite done, so you can always have something you have to do. I mustn't have the patience for gardening. I, I see people <laughs> gardening and I kind of, I just absolutely wouldn't. I can't. I mean, I just prefer to lie down on the couch, you know, and, and, and watch the ceiling. Yeah, I, 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 so. I, I can be very productive in something I'm interested in, yeah. you know, I think. But that's it. It's <laughs> yeah. hobbies. It's yeah. hobbies, you know, and it's like, I, um, growing up, we always had a big vegetable garden. So mm. it was kind of just part of, part of, you know, n- normal life. Well, I think we've all had to change our, well, not mm. to change, but to reassess what life is. Yeah. And, and um, it's been a great excuse and a great chance to, to figure out what we actually enjoy when we're on our own or when we're isolated yeah. from the community. And um, has the music been, been a great help to you for the last uh, nine or ten months? Well, I find myself listening to more music, which is something that I kind of, um, I guess, fell out of the habit of. Listening to recordings, um, which is really how I learned in the first place, just starting. So um, then, you know, being out playing and you go to a session or maybe there's something to a, a, a gig to work for or whatever. Um, it's kind of like that becomes almost like uh, just entertainment kind of thing. But it is I'm finding, again, like really vitally important to how I'm going to be playing because all of that is is where I'm thinking of tunes instead of being stuck in a rut where I just play the same tunes. I'm like hearing recordings that I haven't listened to in a long time and going, oh, I remember that tune. So I think, yeah. This your music your music is relaxed. It's it's, it's exciting, but it's, re- it's relaxed. I think it, it's good rhythmic, strong rhythm and fast, not slow or anything, but it relaxes me anyway. And, um, but it, do, do you play music to, for a livelihood, is that the reason you play it, or, or do you play it because you can't not play it? Um, is, I, is, are you ambitious yeah. as far as becoming a well-known, you know, to make a living, to not have to work on or something else? 
Yeah, that's that's kind of that's kind of like a question I still ask myself. Like, what am I actually doing? Because um, it's always been it's always been something that like I just because I have to because when I first heard it, I was just like so moved. I was like, wow, this is something I I have to somehow engage with. Um, and I've always you know I've always kind of been the day job person, and I played music. And where were you when you first heard it? Uh, I was. Well, when I first heard just traditional music, because growing up, um, like my parents would be listening to Van Morrison and and groups like this, and Van Morrison did the album with the Chieftains, and we had that. I think I was about four years old when I heard that. Um, so, kind of being aware of the sounds. You're very young. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't think I was about forty-four when the Chieftains and Van Morrison had their album. Well, we're getting an idea of a, of, of age here. Um, but then when I was about 10, I think it was for one of my birthdays, 10 or 11th birthday, I can't remember, remember. Um, my dad bought me a cassette tape of The Chieftains, it was The Best of The Chieftains was the album. And I put it in my little Walkman with the headphones and I pressed play and the sound of, like the first track on that was the, it starts with the bar on and then the pipes come in. It was just kind of one of those was moments. Kevin Kniff or Pat Mercier? It was uh, uh, Kevin Kniff, yeah, I think. Yeah. On Pat Mercier was really raw. Yeah. yeah I, 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 I think that the Chieftains too is rock and roll. Yeah. You know, I don't know much about the Chieftains. I, I don't listen to many CDs, even though I do yeah. a traditional radio yeah. show uh, program, but I, I am. I, I can't listen to the radio. I don't. So I don't. I don't. I listen to CDs. I don't, like, I don't like to know what's coming next. But when I hear the Chieftains two or maybe one, uh, that Baron is just like fucking Jimi Hendrix. Like you know, yeah. waiting for the stuff to come in. Uh, Kevin, of course, is great as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that would have been the best stop. Would have been a compilation of all those things. Yeah, yeah. So that made a difference to you as you're walking along. Something happened. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Um, it was just, I think it, it was the sound of the pipes. It was the sound of everything in it, just being like... Was it more than Joni Mitchell or Cat Stevens or Neil Young? Was it, was there something special? Like, or was it just like all the other things you loved? N no, it, I mean, it really, it did kind of take over my life. Um, Great. From that moment, I mean, I was... That's like, the answer I was looking for, Colleen. <laughs> it took over your life. We're in the right place, Adam. We're in the right, we found the right spot. <laughs> the, the, the trend tsunami came and... <laughs> swept me up in it but no I'd be like laying in bed listening to that on my little Walkman so what part of the world was that in? that was in that was in Ann Arbor, Michigan so there yeah. wouldn't have been a lot of Irish music to wood I suppose uh, but, uh, um, there there was but like for the, the longest Gavins time are there, around there. the Gavins are yeah. there yeah, yeah. Mick, Mick played an yeah. integral part in yeah. lots of the tunes getting, getting us playing tunes and he um, took us under his wing All of, there was a handful of kids around my age playing. McGavin's from Ban McCallie, I think, uh, in the county uh, fair, is that right? Yeah, Melik. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, is he Melik? Okay, yeah. he's relations but, in, in Ban yeah, McCallie. Yeah, Connie. Yeah. yeah. So, um, so what, yeah. Well, let's go back to the cassette. What happened next? Did you buy a tin whistle? I did. I know this is I, I know, I, you know, I know all these questions know, are like, what happened you know next? But I, I, no, I don't. You see, that's the thing. Everybody I see, I meet in Clare, I know the story generally yeah. because I can see where, where it happened. But for somebody that grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan, Michigan, and 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 heard a cassette of, of of the Chieftains, that's a little bit more fascinating because you have to do a little bit more work to get to 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 be in in Ina playing your pipes in front of a fire. Well, it was it was like a mystery for a long time. So yeah, I heard it, and um, I think we had started playing the little recorder at school, and so I was Ugh. playing. Uh, yeah, that was awful little <laughs> torture device. But I was playing. Um, I remember playing. Um, the uh, rolling wave on that 
in recorder class because I was listening so much. And we had like, we had a piano in the house growing up. We were kind of, you know, we were listening to Mozart and all this. And my sister and I would kind of pick out the tunes a little bit. Turkish, Turkish, uh, uh, Turk or whatever it's called was the one that we would always play on the piano. Do, 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 do. Um, so we kind of had that like experience learning by ear. So it just fit really well, you know, like, to for me, it just seemed natural to try to. I think it's that great tune. that the Rolling Waves, your first tune, is one of my favorite tunes. I think it's great because, in general, people's first tune here would be the Kerry Poker or Boys, yeah. the Boys of Blue Hill or, or something just as beautiful. But uh, yeah, that's good. But I had no frame of reference, yeah, I know, like because yeah. I, yeah. I I hadn't heard like for the longest time that was the only tape of Irish music that I had. Mm-hmm. So um, that's all I was listening to, and so those tunes were kind of like. The, the ones that I was trying to play first. Um, and yeah, I'm sure I was like really annoying to all of my classmates because I was off in the corner playing all the other tunes and they were playing yeah. hot cross buns on the... I'm always fascinated <laughs> by the person in the corner. That's the one I'm interested <laughs> in. <laughs> so yeah, did you also get a tin whistle then? Yeah, I did get a tin You had to get rid of that yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so what, you're 11 minutes. now, are you? About mm. 11, yeah, mm. 10 or 11, yeah. I can't remember. Um, we had moved that year, so it was kind of, kind of blurry. Um, and then, um, yeah, I would just kind of like come home from school and sit on the sofa and not be focusing on my homework and playing the tin whistle instead. And then we started uh, band class, picked up the silver flute for that. In so, school? In school, yeah. So that would be classical music and, 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 and um, musicals and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like band music. But um, then so, I started trying to play Irish tunes on that too. So at this stage you hadn't met anybody else that plays? No, it was it was kind of, yeah, it was it went on for, for like when I think of how strange it was that it took so long for me to, but, but at the time this was like mid-90s? Uh, later 90s um we didn't like have internet in our house mm-hmm. and even if we did there wasn't anything on it anyway mm-hmm. so it wasn't like you could just look up where's the nearest session mm-hmm. so it was kind of it's kind of that and then my parents would take me like if there was um tell me about the first session you were kind of oh i think i was like 16 oh wow go back so go back that's far too big a jump <laughs> now we've, we've hours to go I'm yet you, just <laughs> we don't time. want this interview to be over in seconds <laughs> we have five years to get through <laughs> before we get to the session well the way i ended up actually meeting other irish musicians was through tyler duncan whom lots of people know because yeah. he's a well-known producer and with the allum and uh with the what with the allum Oh, the yeah, 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 yeah. Tell us about Tyler Duncan. I, I know the name, but I'm not sure. If... He, um, he's also, he, he lived in Ann Arbor, and I think he still lives it, in Ann Arbor. Does he play? He plays Illin Pipes. Oh, yeah. He plays just about everything, really. Yeah, yeah, he's great. He's uh, really multi-talented. But um, I met, so um, in between the Tin Whistle and moving on to, like, the, the Illin Pipes or the flute or anything else, I um, played the Highland Pipes because that was the nearest I think we could kind of find to mm-hmm. Irish music. And there's a, there's a um, pipe band in Ann Arbor. There's quite a few pipe bands around um, the States. And so I uh, started taking lessons from a teacher who also taught Tyler Duncan. Though we would kind of just pass, like he'd have mm-hmm. the lesson before or after me, I couldn't remember. That's cool. And that was it. But then um, there was a Highland Pipe um, summer camp somewhere in Kentucky that I went to for a week or two and Tyler happened to be there and we were just like instant friends 
and I was just so blown away. Here's another kid from Ann Arbor that also plays the tin whistle, and he mm. knew all. I mean, he was into. And everything. what age was? What was he same age yourself? Uh, he's he's a few years younger than I am. Oh, so. wow, younger. That's yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, he was telling me about all the. That was the first person you'd ever met that played tunes that was, in the traditional music, Irish music. Yeah, great. It great. just sort of. And, and and you went to your place, and how did you figure? How did you find out that he played tunes? Uh, did you sit down together and play, or? Well, we were just hanging out that week because, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I think you know we were just like. And you had your whistles. Yeah, yeah. So like right. after the classes, we'd we'd run and we'd uh, raid ice cream from that was on a college campus from the from the, the um, cafeteria and. Yeah, so he was telling me about Lunasa and John McSherry and all these other mm -hmm. musicians that I have to listen to because I still at that time really just had my couple tape, yeah. couple tapes and um, that was it. So like we got back to Michigan and you know um, kind of kept in touch and he knew Sean Gavin, who uh, is Mick Gavin's son. Flute player. Yeah. Great flute player. And Piper, yeah. Can I? Oh, is he a Piper? He yeah. is. He's can I? Can I? Can I? Can I jump in and 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 and, and do you think it's Good. I think it's good that that the first thing you heard for years on your own was the Chieftains and not one of the modern bands. Uh, I think it really shaped me. Yeah. I and mean, I think it really had that that um, that stamp put on because me that's completely ingrained in yet yeah. the, the, the way that yeah. tunes were played and and the, the lack of of even though there was plenty of of of, of, of um, production in the Chieftains, yeah. the tune was sacred. Or the tune was sacred. I'm not putting down any band, but um, but. But it, 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 there's there's no occupation or there's you know it's the, the the tradition was embedded in your in your in the right place. Yeah, I think it's like a particular sound, and because mm. actually, this I mean I, yeah, it was weird like when I first heard Lunasa like getting back to Michigan and you know, I think I went over to Tyler's house or something and he had a CD of Lunasa and I was kind of like, oh, what? Because there was the bass and mm. there was you know it just was so the tunes different. Are newer from, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Um, and and I yeah I kind of like warmed up a bit to to other you know examples of traditional music because I had just only really heard the one for so long it's like mm. as you know it's like getting used to getting used to anything. It's um, so different than, than for people that grew up in County Clare where music is part of yeah, every moment yeah. in every you know of funerals of, of communions of any get together or you know even people that don't like traditional music say ah oh, let them off let them play a few tunes whatever reason there is to exist the music is part of it so that 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 must have been um, exciting to hear bands using pipes yeah. you haven't got pipes at this stage now no um but, but you were you, the fact the pipes were a fascination they were yeah i i i was um kind of uh i i i will kick myself now for saying it, but I was getting bored with the Highland Pipes because now I wish I still had them and I wished I still yeah, played them because I, I think it's a fantastic yeah. instrument. Um, and uh, so I got a, a flute, a wooden flute. Um, and like most people, I think that, don't, that, that didn't have sort of too much access to what what's good and what's not, I ended up with kind of a, a you know, very cheaply made factory thing. Um, so yeah. Played that for a bit, but um, because of Tyler, I met uh, some other kids my age that were playing, and they were all members of a uh, cultist branch that was in Detroit, or still is in Michigan, which, again, we had no idea existed, you know, mm -hmm. for, for a good few so years. You, you, so. you, you, you know, it really annoys when people say bad things about cultists, because I don't know anything about cultists. I didn't come up 
anyway through music in Coldus, but I know the people in, in County Clare in Coldus are the most beautiful people I've ever met. They're just givers. They just give all the time. Mm. They're always trying to pull people up and get them playing in bands and in different categories, give people confidence. And uh, I'm glad that you found cultists that, that you found a family over in Detroit yeah. as a 15 or 16 year old you're how yeah. far up we now uh, yeah. we're getting there we're about to go 14, 15 okay good so yeah. you walked in this is your first session um, talk about tell us about walking in the door pretty much oh what? Yeah. yeah so it was um, you were nervous well, excited. yeah, but I was I was excited because there were other kids my age and like and that really sort of solidified to me that I kind of found you know, like I wasn't you know I was kind of the dork at school I wasn't like you know I wasn't like everybody's friend or anything and and um, you know experienced some bullying and all that so it was kind of like and of course you know when you're like twelve years old and you're playing the Highland Pipes it's not it's not something yeah. that makes you too target. popular yeah, in yeah, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> people were like overtly mean about it but yeah it's kind of like you, you solidify yourself as being a bit different like you're not listening to the backstreet boys or whoever was out at the time you're you're off on your own so um yeah so that was really exciting i mean i just felt like really i suppose a bit relieved you know yeah. that there was there were people that i could kind of like fit in with and identify mm -hmm. with and um that's also where i met the dog. <laughs> Sorry, the, the, the dog wants to be a lap dog. Um, that's also where I met Al Purcell, who is a piper. And he was living in Detroit for a long time, but he was originally from Dublin. And he uh, had a big piping class upstairs of this this Scottish club we used to meet at. Mm -hmm. And he'd have, like, sometimes it seemed like there was 10 or 12 people up there. Um, and if even if he had a whistle, he was like, you know, come sit down, come sit down. So um, that's kind of, I think, my first... Yeah, sight of the pipes like right in front of me. Um, your life has changed. Mm -hmm. Something has happened, and you're <laughs> you're part of a community. Mm. And whether you're, we're all part of a community, whether we want to be or not. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, you're the same in Detroit as somebody is in Ennis Diamond. You're part of a, of a team that are trying to get better at music. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's lovely, and I think it's a great thing. Yeah. And uh, no. so. We don't have to go through every month now. But let's, let's, <laughs> let's, 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 no, 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 that was a very, that was beautiful, that was great. Play a tune, play a tune. Yeah, <laughs> oh, maybe, uh, yeah. I think something to play. Um, and thanks again, Colleen, for this because uh, I'm, I'm nervous about asking people, to, some people wouldn't like to talk. You know, and, and, and some people don't know if they want to talk or not, probably till it's over. But uh, for me, it's not about, I'm not looking for people's secrets, I'm, I'm looking for people to, to join our conversation as if they were, you know, sitting at the table next to us in the coffee shop and having a cup of coffee with us, yeah. almost, or even at the same table. So uh, I'm, I'm enjoying this. Thanks. Oh, thank you. Um, maybe an, an air. I don't don't actually play too many airs on the pipes. I'm still working on that. Um, but I, I maybe I have one that's suitable. Uh, and I, I, I don't actually know the way to say it in Irish, but it's uh, the piper remembered Sean Potts composition. So it's one of one of the tunes that I heard on, on one of those Chieftains tapes that I was Quivno and Peebra or something yeah. like that would be? Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, just guessing. I'll try it anyway.
we're here in the rural island, rural County Clare, on that border area where you're heading into North Clare, where all the magic happens. And we're listening to Colleen Shanks playing the pipes. Oh, beautiful. Your parents must have known what your destiny was when they gave you your name, when they called you Colleen. I guess so, yeah. yeah they must have had some idea. Where'd you get those pipes? Um, these are, well, they're kind of a mix-up. Killian O'Brien Enchanter and Richard Pacos. Trons and Rags. They're good. Yeah, I love them. Yeah, they're yeah. good. They're, I don't know, I'm not, I'm not, I just know what it sounds like. Really the, beautiful. The drones are always... Yeah, I'm yeah. so lucky. Touch wood, because now that I said it, they might, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they yeah. might have heard me. Yeah, it's proper, proper sound, proper, proper drone going there. It's lovely, lovely. When did you um, first come to Ireland? Um, first time I think I was fourteen or fifteen. We came as a family trip. My grandma is from Derry. Okay. So um, my mom took us over. My sister and I. What was your mother's uh, maiden name? My mother's maiden name is Mark, and my grandma's maiden name is McNutt. 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 Yeah. N U T T. Yep. Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Terry Bingham told me a story of a friend of his, uh, uh, this girl called Hazel. She married a guy called Isaac Nutt. <laughs> Hazel. Yeah. Well, it's true, I think. <laughs> I believe it. Well, Terry, Terry, you never, never tell me the story. But maybe you're related to Hazel or to Isaac. <laughs> Good. So. Do, where did you, did you just tour the country or? We just, yeah, we just toured around. My mom had obviously been here before, and my grandma, um, she uh, came over to the States, met my grandpa here during World War II. And then, here? Uh, here? Here in Ireland. Yeah, in, in Derry. Derry. Yeah. He was stationed in Derry as a Oh, CB. I see. Yeah, that yeah. happened a lot. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of love stories happened up in the north when the, yeah. when the American troops came. Yeah. There's, there, uh, lots of people talk about it. the older people used to talk about the, the, the excitement of the Americans yeah. you know, for, for, for people in, in Derry was a particular place mm -hmm. I think once with a big base there mm -hmm. yeah I heard that's that's great yeah. that's a lovely story <laughs> destiny definitely you're definitely destined to be a piper here in the country <laughs> it's all good so your grandmother went back with the, with the soldier yep that's right lovely um, that's a yeah. nice story so first time, yeah, we just we just uh, toured around. I did I did actually see a lot of music, but I didn't play. I was just way too shy and mm -hmm. unsure. But um, you knew that world was out there. Yeah. Where 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 did you see the music? Um, trying to think. I think it was somewhere around Dublin. A friend of ours that lived there took us out. I don't remember the place, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, just uh, there was just just a handful of people, fiddles and flutes, and mm -hmm. that was it. So. You're, you're, you're getting the, the gist of it now. You're in, you're in the scene. You've had, you, you found your family. You're learning tunes. Did you think that it's the most important thing in your life, and that you have to get a job to support yourself doing this, or did it become something that was going to be everything in your life? I know I've probably asked this question a minute ago, but uh, it's probably the same question again. I I, I'm always interested in uh, how, 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 how did you get a job or did you go to college or? I did, I did, yeah. I think for me, um, I did, I did go through a phase because I could see where um, my peers who played, they were pursuing a career in music mm -hmm. from early on. Yeah. Um, and for me, I think because I I really lacked confidence for a long mm -hmm. time playing, so I kind of didn't and. I, I didn't see myself doing that. I wanted it, but it's... Because I'm you know, surprised. I, be it, I, I, I was in Chicago. I went over to Chicago for a, a few weeks to play with John Williams. 
and I stayed for about seven months. And I, I would have known the musicians there. And I, it was amazing how many people played at funerals for, say, an Irish person had died. Mm-hmm. And a piper would have been absolutely in demand. And the, you know, it was quite good mar. I remember playing at um, priests that retired their party, you know, like corporate gigs for Irish people. And there was, so there would have been plenty of work for a piper. And it didn't, it, that wasn't the road you went. No, I mean, I, 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 was, I graduated high school and I went to, went to college and kind of, that's, that's kind of at the, the point in my life where like music became quite separate from, from, you know, the way that it was when I first started playing it. And so it was your personal uh, yeah. thing to do, to, to, when you wanted to get away from the world, the music took over. Is that it, by the way? In a way, but as I got older, like as I, you know, graduated college and I went and I got a, I got a desk job and Where? did that. I worked at a university. I worked at the same university that I went to, right. went to school at, and you know it was lovely. It was, it yeah, was cool. a steady job and everything. But um, music started to just take a different role. Not, not necessarily in a bad way, but I wasn't, I wasn't, um, you know, coming home from work and and playing tunes or really doing anything. Mm. You know, I just kind of fell in a rut with. Life. The daily grind, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did sort of like I, I took took other routes. Um, I ended up um, becoming the chairperson of the same cultist branch that I went to as a kid. So I did that for a few years. Which and you're was, buying CDs, I presume. Buying, buying. You're buying CDs all the time. Yeah. You're listening to new music all yeah, the time. Yeah, I mean there was Loads there was music, but it was kind of it wasn't. Um, wasn't as it as it as it is now in my life, and it wasn't as it was before. There was just like a good, you know, ten years of kind of. It was. Had a well, that's a good ten-year jump. Let's forget that ten years. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> um, yeah. So what happened that it it, it it turned again? Um. I just I just started involving myself like like deliberately involving myself. I went through like I went through like a really bad bout of depression. Um, just brought on by all sorts of life things, you know, loss of a family member and and things like that. And coming out of that, I really started to think pretty hard about what am I what am I actually doing? You know, am I am I doing things with my life that make me happy, or am I just actually going along with it because it's easy to just go to the job every day and nobody complains and you have you pay your bills and then it's so good. So I kind of started to. Another thing that happened was a friend of mine, um, Alison Perkins, she's a fiddle player in Detroit. Uh, her and I started a concert series mm-hmm. in Ann Arbor because we wanted some place where like traditional music would be played. And of course, the Ark is there, um, the folk club, the Ark, which a lot of a lot of trad bands would stop through. It, you know, they've had just about everything. Um, if you're hearing but any noise, the dog is chewing something. He's, yeah. He's chewing Adam's leg. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so we thought we would like, to, you know, to have something that's just traditional music. We had friends who were touring albums who maybe, you know, maybe they wouldn't go and play the Ark, but mm. they were looking for venues. And mm. um, there's a pub there that we have our, had our weekly session at, um, Connor O'Neill's pub. It's been going for like 20 years, the session mm. there. Um, which was my first official session. Um, and they had this, you know, side room, so we just asked. We were like, can we coordinate something? If we get a monthly... This is after series, you went through the depression? Yeah, it was... Tell us about the depression and how the music played any part in it. Well, it kind of, I mean, it kind of disappeared in that time because it was literally like, 
it was just going numb for an extended period of time. Really. But carrying on working and carrying on. Yeah, I mean, I'd like go to work, but I, I and I and I'd go and I'd teach tin whistle at a cultus, and I'd you know, but it was kind of like robotic in a way. Mm -hmm. Like life felt robotic. I was just doing stuff to because mm -hmm. I had to. Yeah, but well, is that depression or is that just what everybody does? You know, well, even us as musicians. When I think I was doing that, and you know, life changed. I was doing like nine sessions a week because I could and because it was lonely. Yeah. I mean, but I didn't want. I mean, I didn't like want to feel that way. I mean, it was depression. I I I ended up like yeah, like in a pretty bad place mm -hmm. from this. But um, it, I I think I I'm just one of those people that like I have to keep doing stuff. I have to, I, I don't like to let people down. Mm -hmm. So if I don't go to my job, not only will I maybe get fired, um, mm -hmm. but like I'm letting people down. And do you think that's healthy or not healthy? <laughs> to be like that? Um, that's a tough one because mm -hmm. I, I do think that if I just stopped mm -hmm. doing those things, I, I think I would have, I would have done the thing that I was thinking of doing. I think that I would have really given up because mm -hmm. I wouldn't have had that one sliver of a reason left to actually step out the door mm. and try to do something. That's right, yeah. That, that, that's, you know? the, the, um, that's a possibility, yeah. It really, yeah, it mm. was really something that sort of... So you're running a folk club <laughs> and you're having a bit of crack well. <laughs> and, and, and you're meeting musicians as well, good musicians that are passing through. Yeah. yeah oh. You're inviting them and, 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 and putting on, say, 30 or 40 people coming in to hear them. Is that the yeah. Kind of well, well, the first, the first uh, year, we didn't have to invite anybody. They were, they were contacting us because yes, it was really exciting to have a venue between, you know, maybe like Boston and Chicago. Sure. So there were duets and trios stuff. and things like yeah. that as opposed to bands. Yeah. And, and we, you know, mm. it, was, it was exciting. Um, it was really, it was a rewarding endeavor, really. It was like something that just worked well and we were excited and would you get it. excited by musicians would there be musicians that would pass through and you know you'd completely see that these musicians are special as opposed to the music situation where you know people were just playing would you, would you get excited by by certain approaches to a, to a tune that some people would have would, you, would, you, would, would there be people that you'd say wow that's changed everything for me yeah, and also just seeing it in a setting like that where it's, it's you know, it's a small space. Yeah, but like there'll be musicians and, coming every yeah. week, but would, would there be sometimes you would say, yeah, that's something going on there, that, that, that's, that's, or would, you, would, it, would it, we just be happy with everybody that's coming? Oh, it's quite, I mean, we, we, were, we, were, we were glad people were interested in, in playing and listening, but um, certainly, the, you know, just seeing like people, people out performing and playing music and enjoying it. Mm. You know, even though they're on the road, which isn't always, mm -hmm. you know, delightful. But um, I don't know. I started to get maybe the idea that there was uh, maybe maybe music should play a bigger role in my life than it had been. I think the reason I asked is I'm running gigs myself here at the moment, and and I'm not used to running concerts myself in Pat Ryan. Yeah. We're running a few concerts generally up in Eastern Vern, and we've done some of the scanner and doing. And I'm not. Every concert is totally different to me. And sometimes I'm on the door and I, you know, I'm just welcoming people. And sometimes I'm, I'm sitting down beside Keen the cell man and I'm totally, and it's generally people that I'm shocked to be so affected by. I, I wasn't expecting that one to, to affect me so much. I'm asking probably was, was that happening when, with your gigs? That some gigs were so special and some weren't and, and, and different. Like, was there anybody that came through that, that, that you wanted to play with all the time? Or, you know, that, that had, a, had an approach to the music that, that made you want to change your approach to the music? Or the tune, um, not the music, the tune. 
that's a hard one to answer because I think like you know when you're when you're working at the gig you're kind of your mind is split as well because mm-hmm. you're always checking up oh are they too hot too cold is everybody yeah, you know yeah. like so it's kind of you do miss a little bit you miss out on a little bit all right i'll make it easier <laughs> who who blew you away in these years oh who blew me yeah. away who was who's who who were who were the people you were uh listen to live or on cd that 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 that, that was what was motivating you to sit at home and play more um let's see you're, you're in your early 20s now. Yeah, uh, uh, well, I was, I was in my late 20s. Okay. Thanks. Um, well, we've just jumped a bit. We're going to get there. We're going to get to was, the present day uh, County Clare. I hope you've got four hours to spare. No. <laughs> so you're late 20s now. We've um, gone from 11 no, to 29. I was in... Uh, I, 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 I've always been a big fan of Liam O'Flynn. I think piping-wise, that's, you know, that's somebody that's that's always influenced me and I and somebody who's like I think sometimes it's easy to fall in sort of a um, habit of listening to music in order to learn the tunes mm-hmm. rather than just for the pleasure of it and he's somebody who's who's playing there's always something that I didn't hear before there's always some there you is. know the way he draws a note the way that there's a maybe a little bend on a note or something you know different tones and everything like if I could listen to those those CDs over and over and I, I didn't know how much I liked Liam O'Flynn until he died. Yeah. I didn't know yeah. how much he affected me. And I, I just I just took him for granted that he was, you know, part of yeah. I love Planksy. Planksy were a big thing to me in, in, in my youth. Yeah. And uh, they were a big, big door for me to open. But um, since Liam O'Flynn has died, I'm hearing him. I'm hearing all the stuff he did, like with, with Planksy, say, with Andy Irwin's playing a harmonica and, and the whistles and the harmonica or, or harmoniums, all these kind of things. And he his soul is... is, 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 is Searing through that music, every yeah. almost every time I hear Nemo Flynn now, I just hear in soul. Yeah. And and it didn't. I mean, maybe I did, but I, I didn't think about that before. Now I think about it every time. Yeah. He was brilliant. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I actually got to got to see him live. Um, before I before I owned a set of pipes, um, he came to the Ark in Ann Arbor. It was like a freezing cold night, so not many people came out to it, unfortunately, because it was a great gig. Just Liam on his own. Uh, he was with um, Artie McGlynn and. Um, Rod McVeigh, you yes, play with, yeah. Yeah, that's Rodden who it was. McVay. It was the given note to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a proper gig, the three yeah. of those guys. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like sitting right in the front center. Yeah. It was a small club, so you could like really, be, you yeah. know, be about two feet from the person. But he would be somebody that you are a bit like, I think, in the sense that the music, uh, he, he, he happened to be a professional musician and a very, very amazing professional musician. But it seems to me like he was a, a reticent in pushing himself forward for a long time. And, and it, it just his talent was, he was pushed forward to play with orchestras and things like that without pushing himself because he just had that uh, in, I suppose he was in tune always anyway wasn't he he was always <laughs> in tune like which was yeah. a great help yeah uh, oh, it's fantastic and oh. um yeah I mean like I'm, I'm one of those people that like I'll, I'll listen to I'll listen to anything really I'll yeah. listen to everyone and um kind of growing up in an area where you don't really have like a a, a set style of you know a regional style like I think that kind of ends up like you, you you want to hear all the all the different ways you know so like the same as like you know Patty Keenan mm-hmm. you know that's somebody who who he actually played at our concert series a couple times um mm-hmm. and you know the music is the music is that man like oh. and that's something that like when you look at that like as somebody who just you know played maybe plays in their kitchen mm-hmm. or whatever you're like wow I mean that's like a person who has embodied like the actual 
sound, you know, really. Like yes. It's that, and yes, look at then that. kind of seeing that, and it, you know, you can't help but feel like, well, yeah, I really should, I really should like think about what is my, you know, what is my involvement with, you know, this instrument or this music. In and what was it? What, what happened? And then what, you, you watch Paddy, you watch Liam, and you're in County Clare. So you, you, something must have, like, you must have really worked hard. Like, or just enjoyed playing it. I did, I did. The, but I, and I Was it Pipers you were listening to mostly? Um, yeah, I mean, Pipers and... Like, we listened to Tommy Peoples, we listened yeah. to Kevin Burke, we listened to those guys. Yeah. As much um, as I was mostly pipes. Mostly, mostly pipes or bands with pipes in them. Okay, I think yeah. that it kind of it kind of centered around that. I think that's unusual that. enough in the sense that most pipers I talked to would be listening to fiddles, and, and <laughs> I think a lot of that. Maybe I'm wrong. But also, I was getting I was getting like, you know, like the exposure to a fiddle player, Mick Gavin, who mm-hmm. was who was you know kind of steering us all. This little this little group of kids that were playing together, or you know, teenagers playing together, and. Um, I learned a load of tunes off him. I mean, I, I have to credit him with a majority of the tunes that I ever learned because, mm. you know, he was... So there was there was a fiddle. It and, was and, just and, a live one. And he's the real deal, you know. The, yeah. real, the real deal is great, you know. Yeah. To have somebody that didn't learn, to, didn't learn music off CDs yeah. is a great... Is a great yeah. as, you know, um, there, there, I think I was lucky enough in the sense that a lot of the musicians I met when I was 18, 19, 20, 21... Learned off their fathers, learned off their mm. uncles, learned off their neighbours, you know, and, and were so, when somebody said to them, that's a Dade Allen tune or that's a Stockton's Wing tune, they'd get offended because they yeah. said, no, I learned that tune <laughs> when I was seven, you know, yeah. and, and I, I kind of liked that. Yeah. Yeah, so McGavin would have been like that too. He would have been straight from the, yeah. straight from the horses. So, yeah. what do you think of County Clare? What happened? Uh, when, when, did, you, did you know you were coming to live here? I did. I did. Uh, I moved here four years ago, and I and I was pretty sure that I was going to be staying on, um, just because every you know everything that was kind of going on in my life, I just wanted wanted a change. I needed a, a big change and to do something a little bit more adventurous. I wanted to make. I I almost just like kind of sold the set that I had because I was going to be like, I don't really play these much. I mean, I don't. I don't. Uh, I think what I also sort of lacked guidance on them. You know, I was playing the pipes a little bit. I had a really good solid start from Al Purcell on the pipes. Um, Al passed away, and then it was kind of like I sort of, you know, it was like, you know, just kind of bumbling around on them maybe. And This is up to five years ago. Um, yeah, I think you're a great piper. I think you're one of the best pipers I've ever heard. So you're, 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 you're no. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not plumas. I, do you know what plumas means? I'm not <laughs> buffering you up. I've no interest in doing that. You know, you, when you play the pipes, it's, it's perfect. It moves me. It makes me. It, it, I don't think of it as music. I just think of it as a feeling. Uh, I've, heard, I've heard you play a few times. I've heard you play Timson a few times. And uh, like, there's sometimes I'm just, I'm happy. I'm just happy. That the right thing is happening, and you you create that sound with the pipe. So I'm very surprised that you'd even have any kind of insecurity about your music. Well, I think that's I think that's what happened. Um, you know why I wasn't really playing the pipes that much. I was playing the flute and I was playing the whistle a lot and those kinds of things. And did you think you were good in the flute and the whistle? I had a lot more confidence on them, right, but I think yeah. you know with the pipes as well. Like they're a bit they're a bit of a wild animal in some in some respects, like because. You have to be pretty prepared for things to yeah, well, things yeah. to possibly go wrong and not mm-hmm. sound the way you intended, and and that's sort of part of. Um, uh, sorry, he's he's. That's all right. So that's that's stuck atmospherics. In the I, I, that's <laughs> atmospherics. Oh, he's stuck. Is he? Do you want to take a break? 
if you uh, he'll, he'll there's no problem to sorry about that no 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 there's no problem no he'll do that he'll do that for Are you okay? so we're back um, with the the dog Felix needed to be well craved our attention given and, attention and just wants to be on the podcast and that's alright Felix I have no idea what we were talking about I think we were talking about um when you, when you came to Ireland, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That you were you, you were kind of disillusioned or with your own piping, with your piping. Yeah, I had yeah. I had like zero confidence in my playing. Zero confidence. Just, in your playing. This is only five yeah. years ago. You had zero. Yeah, really. I mean, I just really. Was nobody was there? No, to tell you, you were good or anything. That was there nobody kind of saying, "Colin, well, you're absolutely yeah, amazing." But I think you know, it's kind of one of those things where like you just don't if you don't believe it yourself. I know if that. You, yeah. If you don't feel inner confidence, then people can people can tell you all day and you're just going to be like thanks but you know and then your, your mind's going through all the excuses and all the things that aren't right with it and all that stuff is that rectified now for the most part for the most God, part um, yeah i think um <laughs> I, I i i i've achieved a lot of the things that i had hoped to do with you know going coming over and i went to the the master's degree program at ul and so I, was that what brought you over that was um that was like my my purpose i wanted to do it but i also felt like i if i just like uproot and move to ireland and don't have like an actual thing that i want to be doing or need to be doing i might just fall back into the same Very pattern you know Very of yeah. of you know not feeling great and and what happens then when you're far away from your family and you don't have your support system so, so you were down in limerick and you were yeah. in that beautiful university yeah. and you were in that really really i i i, I was down there twice or three times it was like absolute magic to me to see all these musicians walking around and John Carty and Siobhan Peoples and everybody coming in to, to play tunes for them and that was their days uh, how to pass the day did, did, did you like it? I loved it yeah <laughs> so you made friends obviously as well yes like absolutely other, other people like yourself that would yeah. have been stuck in a corner playing tunes when they were seven yeah. or eight yeah, oh yeah, yeah. it was, it was like, kind of funny like minded dudes <laughs> it was kind of funny to meet like other pipers who were maybe from Canada or the mm. States and like they had a similar story of like yeah. just starting not really knowing like where do you get this thing how do you learn this thing you know so it was kind of yeah so what were you studying? Um, I did, I did uh, it was the performance program and I focused on the pipes. I originally wanted to do the flute. Um, and I'm glad that I ended up, you know, more or less being, being kind of told that you were going to, I was going to be doing the pipes. Um, because I, I was at that point when I auditioned for the thing, I was like still so afraid of like even calling myself a piper or anything. I, I still don't, I don't know. I play them. I don't know if I'm am one, but it's yeah. It's kind of a weird. It's like it's, I'm amazed it's like you're your brain that. just. I'm absolutely blown away that you're saying <laughs> that. Like I, I, I'm absolutely astounded. I'm not again. Like you're a great piper. You're one of the best pipers I've ever heard. So like, how how does it happen that you think that you're you're not? When you say that, does that mean you're happy the way you are, just taking it easy and not putting yourself out there in front of people, or does it mean that you actually don't think you're good enough? Well, I think a lot of it is like I am. I am happy. You know, playing in sessions and and not being a performer not that i i wouldn't you know if, yeah. if given the chance but i think for me yeah it's it's, it's something a little more that's nice though it's, yeah but as long as you're not insecure <laughs> well yeah but i mean i was but then but then what helped me was like having the opportunity to sit down with like teachers on a regular basis Who? what teachers um blackie o'connell 
uh, was like my weekly texture. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there's, so, there's any conversation about traditional music there. Blackie doesn't come into. Go on, Blackie. Fair play to you. <laughs> but um, just just getting that chance to actually have somebody um, there who was like kind of we kind of just built up again, you know, from from scratch, which was really what I was hoping for and, and what worked for me to, to give me a bit more confidence because I was like, look, oh, I am doing some things right and I need to do this and I need to work on this. And um, and then, you you know, you get the, the master classes with just all the all the dream musicians you could ever imagine. It's really, really names, names. I want oh, names. Um, I think, uh, well, I actually um, who are these dream musicians? <laughs> Mickey Dunn is the man. He's fantastic. And um, yeah, so the first semester we had to kind of, you know, either do an interview or um, some some sort of project. And I was really interested in Mickey's playing. What I really love about his playing is he takes tunes that you wouldn't consider like piping tunes, you know. He plays like Patty O'Brien tunes. And they sound like they belong to the pipes, you know, when he plays them. And so that got me thinking too, like about what kind of repertoire you can play, you play anything you want. Mm -hmm. So that was that was exciting. It was, you know, to start thinking a little more um, broadly about what what can I play. And, you know. It's always interesting that there's always people, you think that there, it's been done and there's nothing more you can do with, mm -hmm. I don't know, you're probably well aware, it's a Parig McGovern, is that his name? The, yeah, the yeah. He, he's a fascinating character, I don't know him, he's but, uh, but he, he seems to have brought the pipes, maybe I'm wrong, but to me he seems to have brought the pipes again to somewhere that we haven't had it before. Exactly, which yeah. Is, uh, for, which is exciting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yep. So um, who, who do you listen to now for, for piping? The same people? Is, is... Pretty much, mm -hmm. I mean, like, I just what I do is like you know I've dumped all the all the albums onto my laptop and I just hit the mix thing oh. and anytime I hear something that I'm just like oh wow you know who is that what is that to mm -hmm. run to the run to the thing and see. So how do you like living in County Clare? How, uh, besides the music, I'm not with the music. The music is everything, of course. But um, you know, do you find it? Did you find it? Did you find it? Um, frightening the session scene, or did you find it liberating, or did you find it where you made welcome? And uh, all that kind of stuff. Oh, you know, as, as yeah. somebody walking into a situation that we all exist in forever. Uh, <laughs> how, how, what's it like to, to the first few weeks of going around the, to cruises and to, to Mickey's and, 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 and to Knox's and, and to Maroney's and all those great places where people play music? Yes. Yeah. Well, it, I mean, yeah, definitely a little. Or were bit. you in Limerick first? Uh, no, I, no, I always, I always lived in. I moved right to Ennis. Yeah, I, I knew, I knew that's where I wanted to be because the year before I moved here, I'd kind of come over for a summer, and just backpacked around for three months, no plan, mm. kept coming back to Ennis. So, um, you, did you know so anybody in Ennis when, uh, I, yeah. when, when you moved? The day you moved here, did you, yeah. did you come? Was, had your friend friends here already? Yeah, I mean, I had like music acquaintances, and um, so it kind of, there was, you know, there was some some sense of knowing who was who was around and what mm -hmm. places to go to and so i was really lucky in that sense like i didn't I didn't just land yeah. you know drop down from you but you did land into a situation where there was music everywhere yeah yeah what was that like um pretty overwhelming at first actually because like in michigan we had you know one maybe two sessions per week uh, mostly just one though mm -hmm. in the area that i lived in and so um to actually like be in my flat and be able to hear a session down in Fafa Considines, mm -hmm. you know, it was just like, wow, it took me, 
took me a, a little while to... Mm-hmm. And not only was there sessions, but there was musicians from all over the world yeah. coming to play in those sessions. Yeah. Yeah. So you liked it? Oh, yeah. 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 Did it, did it, um, when you say it was overwhelming, I'm, I'm just, I'm interested because we, we actually take it for, you probably take it for granted now a little bit, although we don't take it for granted anymore because it's a start-up again and when it yeah. starts up again I think we'll appreciate it more than we ever yeah. did. Yeah. But, um, so did it, uh, did it inspire you to, to, to live life, were your thoughts different than they were in the States? Did you, did you yeah. think differently about everything or was it just? About a lot of things actually. Um, I started to think differently about like, work and what what you know what means do I really need and kind of the, you know I, I did in this in the states you know after after I started to come out of like kind of a the funk that I was in I started to say what's what what is actually really important you know I was really lucky to to be able to have people to help me think about these things but it, it did make a difference and so it's kind of the same here like I don't I don't work a nine-to-five job now I work from home and um, you know maybe it's not as stable and and uh, the, maybe the income's not as big but I do have a lot more time to kind of if I want to sit down and play tunes and I think that's to me that's that's a fair trade that's worthy of great, you know, of, great. of kind of having to pare down other things great. you know so, will you play a few rings in Timothy? Yeah. Is yeah. that is that a, is that too def, definite a, a, no, a, a, a request? <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> I like reels. <laughs> um, <laughs> let me see. Uh, well, it's the Colleen Shanks. Where does Shanks come from? Um, Where does Mister Shanks come from? Mm, let's see. I'm not. I'm not too up on uh, the Shanksy side. The Shanksy side. My dad is um, half Italian. And Shanks, I think, is Scotch Irish or something. Mm-hmm. I'd really love to dig into that. That's my, my next uh, my next project. Okay. <laughs> so um, let me see. What will I do? Oh, maybe like the rainy day. Oh um, yeah. That tune no and um, I was playing earlier. What's it called? It's a Josie McDermott tune. Um, the Baltimore Salute. Okay. No, Felix wants to help.
Lovely to miss a plane from Colleen Shanks. Would you like to make a CD sometime? Oh, I don't know. I think that's that's another one that goes back to inner confidence. I think it is, yeah, it's something that I've 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 thought about in in um, in the way of like it's a motivating goal and definitely you know I think it's a worthwhile endeavor. I think it's it's, a, it's um. you're in the right place. I think you're in a beautiful cottage here. And I, like I know like when, when I when I think of recordings, I, I sometimes I produce recordings and my my production values are really are to, to keep somebody motivated. Mm. But I, I think the last thing you probably should think about when you're recording is a CD. But enjoy recording mm. and listen back. But you're in a beautiful cottage here that, that I don't know, is a couple of hundred years old, this, this cottage, it must be. Yeah. And I can see by the thick walls it is easily hundred, hundreds of years old. But um, wouldn't it be lovely just to set up some gear here and play for a few days and yeah. then edit it down and sell about <laughs> 5,000 copies in the first week and be, be really rich and go into a big posh house with, with a big car outside with loads of, <laughs> loads of uh, Dallas-type uh, uh, pillars. Wouldn't that be the great way to live? <laughs> That would be a lot of pressure, I think. Well, why would it be pressure? Well, I never understand that. I, I, I honestly, I, people tell me this all the time. That are, are you afraid of what people think of your music? Uh, I think, yeah, I think that's definitely a part of it. I mean, sometimes... Why would you care what people think of your music? I don't know. I, I think I, I, we, we get conditioned. Do you like your music? I, I like playing this music. Do you so like listening back to yourself? Um... I don't, know, without, I don't without, mind it. Like yeah, yeah. I've gotten to a point, especially after like the last five years of actually sitting down and working, you know, working dedicatedly on improving that I don't, uh, I don't pick apart myself too, too harshly anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm getting, yeah, I'm getting a lot more comfortable with, with having some confidence and, and, you know, I think it's kind of you know when they when when you go and you get you, you get into graduate school they always talk to you about imposter syndrome, and it's kind of like that but also I can be really hard on myself you know so it's like yeah. extra uh, I, I, I think it's a it's a it's a beautiful thing <laughs> I hate it's a beautiful thing that uh, we have a community of, of of musicians that play the same tunes all over the world yeah and that you play in the rainy day here in Aina and, and that, that uh, somebody could be playing the rainy day over in Tokyo or somebody yeah. could be playing the, the rainy day in Alaska and, and they are and I, th- I think it's, it's become the, the I think for, for I, uh, social media and the internet has been the salvation of, mm. of community for traditional music it's given people all over the world uh, 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 the, the, it's for everybody now and there's so mm-hmm. many great musicians mm. is, is, it, is it that you're not Irish that you feel you, you might be nervous about making it. Is there something about that going on? No. Good. I mean, no, no. I mean, a little bit of it is is like if you, I, if I do something, I want it to be. Um, I want. I guess yeah. I I I hate to say like perfectionism kind of stuff because that's you know that can be really toxic. I think. And it's also the exact thing you don't want. Yeah. In, in a um, Piper or a Timson yeah, player, perfectionism um, is horrible. In, in a Piper or a Timson player, it has to be the worst thing ever. I just yeah. I think it's like sometimes I go oh well you know people will what if people judge me more harshly because because I'm from the states or because I'm a, Why I'm do a you woman care, playing the, playing the pipes or I. I I, I, especially like as a woman playing the pipes, why do you give a shit what people think? Like, why, why would it even matter to you that somebody mightn't like? Who would? Who wouldn't write? Why would you care about people that think like that? Why would anybody care about nonsense like yeah. that? 
That's a strange thing. It's, it's kind. Of, it is. It does. Keep it no, no, but it's true because it does go back to. It does go back to like yeah. we're conditioned. In a yeah, way. but you know you're conditioned, so you yeah. should be able to say, "I want to play my music yeah. and enjoy my music and put a little microphone in front of you and, and make a lovely recording for for yourself yeah. to show where you were in 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 two thousand and twenty, late two thousand and twenty or two thousand and twenty one that you were, you you were in a in a beautiful place in a, in a beautiful home. In a, in a beautiful area yeah. and it seems the most natural thing in the world to share that with everybody by anyway you know <laughs> let's do it <laughs> yeah. get a get a machine in here and spend six weeks playing music yourself i i think i would really enjoy i would enjoy the process of yeah. doing that you never have to see i i, I always said people, you don't have to release it you just have to yeah. make it yeah you know releasing it is is, is, is is not necessary at all because if it's made it's made forever and it's made for people you'll be helping other people as well anyway Archival. <laughs> I've kind of gone on a bit about that like, because I think you should record. But I'm really happy that at least because of this podcast, people will be able to hear you all over the universe. We've got a lot of listeners up in Mars and Pluto. Someone's my cousins, calling Pluto. My cousins in Mars. Do you believe in aliens? Mm, I believe I believe in, in maybe ghosts to a, to a degree. I don't believe in ghosts no. at all, but I believe in aliens, I think. I mean, I it's th- very possible. I think it is very possible. I don't think that we've, we have even scratched the surface. I think yeah. there's another, another Owen and, uh, Do you? Yeah. <laughs> out yes. there interviewing somebody else <laughs> on the different planet. Well, everything is possible, but uh, you, 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 I suppose the, 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 the world has come down to a place where it's either science or, or, or your own thoughts. And, and, yeah. and I think um, maybe the, the, the lack of respect for science has become a little bit scary it's uh yeah it's it's uh it's a it's a norm now yeah strangely weirdly it's it's kind of normal and uh there's a rave going on over there yeah the dog is happy well i think we 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 we, thanks thank you no i really enjoyed it and i think it's really interesting that we've never really chatted before i've been in your company a couple of times but i think it's 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 a lovely thing for me to, to to get to know you this way and, and to, to have that music because um, I think you're a fantastic musician I think you should really really enjoy it and, and, and really don't care <laughs> I know you don't <laughs> I know we're, we're, we're this, this condition and this psychology that, that I remember a friend of mine Quentin Cooper Quentin doesn't give a shit what people think of him he really doesn't and I, 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 it, somebody gave him a bad review for his accompaniment on an album and he was delighted because he said <laughs> if those people liked what I did I wouldn't be doing the right thing and I, I learned from that yeah. I learned an awful lot from that. That I actually learned, and I'm learning more now that it's actually about what I want to put into the music. Is all that matters now at the moment. I'm not care at all now about. I used to try to keep everybody else happy, you know, to try to accompany the way I'd be. And of course, the job of an accompanist is to is to make the musician comfortable, and that would be my job. But I'm going to do it my way from now on, you know, without without anybody else's way. It's just going to be my way. I want to, I want to enjoy the tone. I want to enjoy the the rhythm. I want to enjoy everything, and. Uh, I think you're you're a valuable. Your music is very valuable. What what the way you approach the tune, it's 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 different. And I, I saw, and I think probably the reason I'm here is I saw you do a maybe you were just a little Facebook video or something you painted in Timisle, and I thought it was the most amazing music because it wasn't pretentious, because it was honest, because it was just the Timisle. And so I kind of get fed up with all the arrangements and all the compliments and you know everything. I think it's all been done. So I I love hearing an instrument soul on its own now because I think I can understand more so anyway for uh, I'm interviewing myself now <laughs> thanks for coming to County Clare and and thanks for doing this interview for myself and Adam and well, thank you and maybe you'd like to play us out with something and 
Say hello to anybody you want to say hello to all your mommy and daddy or anything. Just maybe. Good. Um. Um. Let's see. I should play. I should play something I learned from Mickey Dot. See, had had quite an influence on the tunes I. Thanks again, Colin Shanks. Thank you. Um. The. I'll just do the one maybe. Um. The pub on the square is the Patty O'Brien tune, and I learned it from from Mickey. I hope I'm still in tune now because I'm seeing that butterfly. Thank you.